This is The Law School Show. Discovering the person behind the resume. Bringing you their stories and their tips on how to succeed in your legal career. Catch it all here, right now, on The Law School Show. Welcome to another episode of The Law School Show. I'm so pleased to be with you tonight and have the chance to introduce our guest speaker, Ms. Andrea Piss. Andrea has a Master of Science in Cell Biology from University of Western Ontario. She obtained her law degree from University of Ottawa in 2013 and has been working as a trademark attorney at the BLG for over three years. Finally, Andrea is also a fascinating person, so we are all in for a treat today. Without further ado, let's jump in and learn some more about Andrea and see what it's like to work as a trademark attorney. So Andrea, why did you choose to specialize in IP law? Well, I initially got interested in intellectual property when I was in science. I was doing my master's and I had met a patent agent and I thought, wow, that's a really interesting career that I had no idea existed. Um, and I really was was not, uh, I didn't love doing <laughs> bench work. So it seemed like a really great career path and I, I got more and more interested in it uh, once I started to read up on it uh, and so that, that's what took me to law school. And I, and I certainly didn't have any idea um, as to, to really the, the scope of IP. Mm-hmm. at that point. You know, uh-huh. I really only knew that there were patents and sort of pharmaceutical litigation, but yeah. I, I didn't know that that really encompassed trademarks and copyright oh, and licensing. Okay. So is that how your interest in trademark developed? Yeah, so my interest in trademark really developed when I summered um, with BLG. Uh, my very first summer uh, after my first year of law school, I you know was introduced to basically everything working in the IP department uh, and I really really loved trademarks I was so surprised because I had you know you had heard of what a trademark was but I didn't really have an understanding of what the practice would be mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and in practice it just seemed so exciting and dynamic mm-hmm. um, and you know we do prosecute a lot of pharmaceutical applications as well uh, trademark applications so oh, I got to still kind of use my science, yeah. um, but combine it in a really unique and creative way. Yeah. So what are your major responsibilities at work? So a large part of my practice encompasses what we call trademark prosecution, which is once you file a trademark application, which I, of course, would oversee for a client, so drafting their statement of goods and services, understanding their business, mm-hmm. we would prepare and file their trademark application, and then we would prosecute it. So that involves basically going back and forth with the trademarks office, depending on the various objections that are raised by um, the trademarks office in Canada and trying to advocate for the registration of our client's trademark. Oh, yeah. So this this may be, you know, the trademarks office may raise an objection based on confusion and mm-hmm. say that our client's trademark application is confusing with another registered mark. Mm-hmm. So my job would be to file written arguments relying on case law 
and uh, sort of getting as creative as we can sometimes to allege and argue that our trademark is in fact not confusing with yeah. what the examiner has cited. Oh, I And there's see. a whole variety of different objections that, that you can raise. So so really every, uh, every day when you're prosecuting a trademark application, there's something different. Oh, okay. So if there's always something different, how predictable or variable is your work schedule? Trademark prosecution can be, you can have a very predictable schedule if you're organized. So oh. it's generally a very large volume practice. So yeah. for some clients, we will manage over 800 trademark applications. Oh, wow. And that would be just for one client. Just one client. Oh, my yeah. God. So we, we have, you know, a lot of different filings not all of which require attention every day. Oh, okay. the, the turnaround time with the trademarks office is often four to six months. Okay. So you'll file written arguments and then you'll have a bit of a lag time um, from the point in which you'll receive further correspondence on that particular file. Oh, okay. So if you're organized, you have very long-term deadlines because you have about six months to respond okay. to the trademarks office. However, um, you know, of course, your day-to-day -day as a lawyer is, is uh, you know, vetting other client inquiries and dealing with billing and dealing with reporting office actions mm. to clients. Um, so okay. you really have to be quite efficient. And yeah. if you are efficient, it's unlike litigation where there's any, you know, surprises. Oh, okay. That's nice. So what kind of skills do you use the most at your work? Yeah, certainly a lot of persuasive writing. Mm -hmm. um, prosecution is, is pretty um, full of drafting a lot of arguments. Mm. Sometimes it's, it's not necessarily the lengthy argument that is always the best. So okay. it's using your judgment to, to sometimes write a really short, persuasive, punchy argument other times will will warrant a more lengthy argument. So persuasive writing is really key uh, to oh. trademark prosecution. Also oral advocacy because we actually get on the phone quite a bit with the trademarks office okay. and try to advocate, uh, you know, orally. Um, oh. Sometimes it's an alternative to filing lengthy submissions, which can be quite expensive for the okay. client. Okay. So for someone who is interested in becoming a trademark attorney, it is important for them to develop good writing and oral efficacy skills. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And from a client management perspective, I think um, you know, trademark law really calls for someone who is uh, very personable and comfortable with people oh. because we get a really wide range of very interesting clients. So okay. people in the fashion industry or artists, Oh, wow. Um, I see. Like, they have, they come from all different all kind over. of backgrounds. So, right? and there's a, there's a large part of business development mm. that you have to do as a, as a trademark practitioner. Okay. Okay. So how do your client or cases come to you? So that, uh, that relates back to my last comment with the, the business development. Yeah. So, you know, it, in any practice in law, you're required to sort of get yourself known within the community, whether it's mm -hmm. the Ottawa community or the international trademark community. 
um, and, and try to get business, so try to get clients. So whether that's direct clients, um, we'll get filings from companies directly um, in Canada. And we also, a large part of our business is from foreign associates, which are lawyers or trademark agents in other countries. Mm -hmm. And because you need to be a Canadian agent in order to file an application in Canada, if they have a client, let's say in Switzerland, who wants to file a trademark application in Canada, they will come to us and ask us to file. Mm -hmm. So our client, our direct client is the foreign associate. So it really can come from many different oh, sources, I see. Okay. Uh, being you know local businesses and, and direct companies or okay. other lawyers uh, oh. outside of Canada. Oh yeah. So there's a large international component to trademark, which can be really exciting. So in that case, would you get to learn about trademark law in different jurisdictions? We, we certainly we certainly learn about it over time. You get used to you know understanding certain components okay um you know we don't advise on foreign yeah. law we leave yeah. that to the the experts in those countries but yeah. you certainly get to see the differences between uh, canadian law versus uh you know the eu yeah. or uh, china or the u.s oh. so it it's really interesting and that yeah. just contributes to the overall variety of your yeah. practice yeah so what do you enjoy most about your work? I definitely enjoy the variety okay. and sort of the, the quick uh, and high volume nature of a trademark prosecution practice. Mm -hmm. So I find the day-to-day -day, uh, really dynamic, which you may not think uh, drafting, you know, <laughs> written submissions on a daily basis is, is exciting, um, but it's I find it really rewarding um, when you get to see files through and through, and especially when you you file uh, you know written submissions that you've spent quite a bit of time on, and you <laughs> get that notification that your uh, client now has a trademark. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I find that aspect of it really exciting, and I love working with international clients and doing a lot of business development, um, which is a big component of our practice. Mm -hmm. Would business planning be part of your work as well? Uh, for example, would you be involved in helping them develop a business strategy? Yeah, we certainly advise in terms of their trademark portfolio mm -hmm. and if they you know, are thinking of bringing a product to market and mm -hmm. they are in the early stages of developing a trademark, mm -hmm. we get involved with them very, very early on and sort of can you know advise as to what may or may not be the the best trademark to use. Oh, I see. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So, what do you know now that you wish that you've known before you entered this field? That is a very good question. I would say you know, the one thing that I really got during my legal education, um, particularly summering uh, and articling uh, was the ability to ask a lot of questions. So I wouldn't say that anything was a huge surprise to me okay. coming into the practice. <laughs> yes. So I would really recommend for students asking as many questions to as many people as possible and finding out what the day-to-day -day practice is like. 
um, because yeah. you shouldn't have a surprise yeah, if, if yeah, uh, yeah. you know you're you're planning on, on spending <laughs> your career in a particular field. That's true. Um, okay. And what might students do to make themselves more attractive as a potential employee in this field? You know, I think certainly we generally look for just diverse experience. Um, I know myself, I had retail experience <laughs> during, you know, a few summers prior to my my master's degree and, and throughout my undergraduate degree, I'd worked retail. And I think sometimes students are, they shy away from really putting forward some of those soft skills that they learn in, in jobs that may not be that glamorous yes, necessarily. <laughs> um, but I think it's really good to present yourself with with all of your experience, including you know something like retail or where you worked, if you worked on a farm as a summer job. Um, because I think it's those experiences that really form you as an individual and yes. can help build soft skills that are that are translatable into things like business development. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Andrea. I hope we all learn a little bit more about what it's like to work as a trademark attorney. You've just been listening to The Law School Show. You can find all our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or at our website at thelawschoolshow.com. If you liked what you heard, like us again on Facebook and get the latest updates from The Law School Show. Career advancing advice, right to your earbuds.